The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Critically analyzing global affairs, this is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, hour two for the Hervoy Moritz Show. Terry Wolf joining us, wolfpox.com, Canadian author, TikToker, and what's happening in the world. Uh, again, I mentioned it last hour with my guest Donald Jeffries but reports now uh you know China Netherlands seeing alarming surge in COVID like illness here in the Mexican papers they're beginning to 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 talk about it and, and that's that it's part of the CIA torture program to use this sort of rhetoric you know aren't we aren't we going to lock you down maybe maybe we won't maybe today we're going to waterboard you maybe you know we, we won't that, that this is this is li literally a torture program that we are are under our governments are terrorists this is state terrorism as Lance Dehaven Smith uh calls it SCAD state crimes against democracy um and you know like I said I'm not um I, I had a fruitful discussion last hour with Donald Jeffries on his book about COVID, basically a postmortem on it. And just thinking about the lessons that we've learned uh, and applying those going forward. I'm, I'm not doing the mask. I'm not doing any of this. And I'm going to be loud and proud and not going to have any shame with any of my neighbors, friends, family, authorities, um, stores, none of it. <laughs> we need more people to be like that. Uh, also, what's happening. Uh, this was an interesting story just published about Mexico five years of death flights at least 54 transfers and 350 people thrown into the sea uh basically I think some files have been de declassified flight logs uh, of planes which just so happened to be uh, I think they were four Israeli made Arava aircraft which um basically tossed hundreds of Mexican dissidents dissidents and guerrillas uh, out of the plane and into the ocean um be, uh, during the 1970s what was known in the as the guerra sucia the the, the dirty war uh I, a lot of it backed by the CIA you know a number of Mexican presidents especially during that time were CIA agents you can go to the National Security Archive you want to call me a conspiracy theorist uh, the, the actual code names were Li Tempo. I've interviewed uh, Jefferson Morley, who declassified those files. Got right behind me is the book Our Man in Mexico. Fantastic book where he explains how a number of Mexican uh, presidents were CIA assets, CIA agents under the code names uh, of, of Li Tempo. So uh, that's how we roll in Mexico. You want to be a dissident, you're going to get thrown out of an airplane. <laughs> so or dissolve into a barrel of acid uh, interesting report from intelnews.org South Korean president fires nation's spy chiefs in major intelligence intelligence shakeup in a surprising move that has stirred curi curiosity across Asia South Korean president has abruptly ousted the entire senior leadership of the National Intelligence Service NIS I actually I used to work for the NIS you, you can see right behind me that is I actually was the Nazar Nazarbayev intellectual school so <laughs> a different kind of NIS but um the announcement came through a statement released on Sunday by the office of the president uh and accepted the resignations of the NIS director two deputy 
directors so one has to wonder you know on the surface maybe it doesn't sound like a big deal but I think it is something again behind the scenes is going on uh, I don't doubt something to do with Washington as well um maybe preparations for future wars maybe these directors don't want to participate in World War III who knows but um you know one of those stories that makes you think also political reports that the DOD has ordered an additional aircraft carrier strike group air defenses fighter jets and hundreds of troops to the Middle East to prevent the conflict from spiraling into a regional war the problem congressional dysfunction means the Pentagon has no money to pay for the buildup so uh yeah that's that is a problem uh Finland is completely closing its eastern border with Russia uh later this week I think for two weeks two weeks to stop the spread I, I don't know what uh so that's uh, interesting again put, put put these little uh seemingly unrelated events together into a thread you might come up with um some insights there Russian TV mulls U.S states as next targets for invasion this is Newsweek but of course they are um actually you know looking at what the Russian state TV has said uh, and so some of the 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 uh Russians on the state TV program have mulled three U.S states as targets for a potential Russian invasion during a segment uh that was aired of Vladimir Solovyov he and uh, Margarita Simonian the editor-in-chief of RT made remarks uh basically uh discussing the invasion of U.S states uh Alaska California or Hawaii striking or seizing the territory of NATO members and and so forth so uh, that's interesting Putin says Western education systems are degrading he is 100 uh, on point uh discussing that I speak as a former teacher and educator Beijing Taiwan independence means war uh FYI South Korea's army of senior citizens are preparing for battle <laughs> LA Times uh so uh yeah you know when you got demographic issues you're gonna <laughs> bring back the 60 70 uh year olds and um Charlie Munger dead at 99 all of those billions I can't take can't take take them with him to the afterlife so yeah and Donald Trump is uh said that he plans to if he gets into power to increase investment in fossil fuels roll back climate regulations uh aimed at accelerating transition transition to EVs uh, uh and uh, maximize fossil fuel production so interesting note there for a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT radio just go to tntradio.live we serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators separating fact from fiction truth from propaganda and lies right here on TNT radio it's the stuff it's that division people are talking about and that cluelessness that they want to push today's news talk radio TNT a Virgin Atlantic 787 took off this morning from London Heathrow bound for New York in what was billed as the world's first example of a long-haul commercial flight powered entirely by sustainable aviation fuel on board was UK Transport Secretary Mark Harper who described it as being a step toward guilt-free flying 
here with the story. Joining me once again, TNT Radio the news producer, Adam Clark, also known as Ruckus. Thanks, everybody. Say hello to Jet Zero. Get it? All right. So a Virgin Atlantic passenger jet powered by 100% sustainable aviation fuel, SAF, successfully completed a London to New York jaunt on Tuesday in an effort to showcase the potential of low carbon options that currently make up a tiny fraction of the industry's fuel mix. The flight is actually not the first time the industry has staged demonstrations to highlight its aspiration to reduce emissions and appeal for government support. Indeed, Tuesday's flight carried only Virgin's billionaire founder, Richard Branson, and a few others, and is set to return to London using conventional jet fuel. Uh, regardless, airlines are banking on fuel made from waste to reduce their emissions by up to 70%. But the high cost and tight supply of materials needed to make SAF make large-scale production difficult. SAF accounts for less than 0.1% of total global jet fuel in use today and costs about three to five times as much as regular jet fuel. The flight operated by a Virgin Boeing 787 powered by Rolls-Royce Trent 1000 engines, is the first time a commercial airliner has flown long-haul transatlantically on 100% SAF. It had no paying passengers or cargo. Uh, Branson said in London before the plane took off, quote, it's going to take a while before we can get enough fuel where everybody's going to be able to fly, but you've got to start somewhere, end quote. Aviation is not an in easy industry to decarbonize when compared with road travel, and it accounts for an estimated, whoo, a whopping two to maybe three percent of total global carbon emissions. Uh, engines in commercial use are not yet certified to fly on more than 50% SAF, and the vast majority of flights blend in a much lower amount of SAF with traditional jet fuel. Uh, SAF is usually, uh, it's already used, I'm sorry, in jet engines as part of a blend with traditional kerosene, but after successful ground tests, Virgin and its partners, Rolls-Royce, Boeing, and others won permission and then some money uh, to fly using only SAF from the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, Canadian and U.K. regulators. The flight took off at 1149 GMT from London's Heathrow Airport with Branson, Virgin Atlantic Chief Executive Shay Weiss and Britain's Transport Minister Mark Harper on board. It landed at New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport at 1405 Eastern Standard Time. That would be 1905 GMT. 35 minutes early, where it was met by U.S. Deputy Transportation Secretary, Secretary Polly Trottenberg, among others. The fuel that they used on this flight was apparently mostly made from used cooking oil and waste animal fat mixed with a small amount of synthetic aromatic kerosene made from waste corn. Uh-huh. I, I wonder how that probably smells to high heavens when it's burning, just saying. The industry hopes that the Virgin flight will highlight to governments the need for them to provide financial support, of course, to make SAF more readily available. Environmental advocacy group Stay Grounded called the flight a, quote, greenwashing distraction. Uh, Magdalena Hawazir, who represents the network, said, quote, fuel substitutes are nowhere 
close to being scalable in the necessary time frame to avoid climate collapse. What is urgently needed is to reduce the burning of fossil jet fuels, which means reducing flights wherever possible, end quote. Uh, yes, of course, uh, you will fly nowhere and be happy. Uh, the prime minister of uh, the country here, uh, UK, Rishi Sunak, has said the flight was, quote unquote, very exciting. Uh, and in a promotional video on LinkedIn, he said uh, SAF had the potential to, quote, create a UK industry with an annual turnover of almost 2.5 billion British pounds, which could support over 5,000 UK jobs, end quote, of course. So here we are again, Harvori, same old story, except now the story is flying around above our heads. What do you think? It's, it's interesting uh, what the SAF, Sustainable Aviation Fuel, is um, concocted from recycled cooking oil and animal fat waste. Um, I, I wonder, Ruckus, when they're going to transition to, again, uh, soiling green to, to throwing humans uh, into the mix. Imagine, uh, I don't doubt at some point. Uh, look, it's, it's, I, I don't know what people would call this. It's a bit, this is my black Balkan humor, but hey, you know, they've signaled their intent in actually trying to do some of this insane sort of stuff. Uh, maybe they'd use uh, human fat waste uh, you know the ultimate circular uh e economy and you know I, I don't feel any guilt or shame ruckus you know using energy hydrocarbons uh, you know just uh, the, one of the songs that popped into my head was actually of all people jazz coleman and and um this killing joke song i think it was their second self-titled album 2003 total invasion or something where he's talking about He's quoting the Bible, actually, Coleman, and he says, man was given dominion over the earth and the sea. By the way, the guitarist from Killing Joke just passed away, Jordy, uh, from a stroke in his 60s. I wonder if, it, if he was vaccinated, but, you know, I, I'm sure Jazz Coleman would have told him not to get the vax. But anyways, I'm digressing. Uh, I, I don't feel guilt. I'm not uh, into this new religion, you know, they're trying to create, uh, you know, green carbon um, in, in indulgences. And so um, I, I think there were reports for COP28. They're, they're gearing up to have maybe record-breaking amounts of fuel being used by private jets of the elites. So really, it's all just a sham. Maybe part of this is they want to create a two-tiered system. Uh, you know, they want to price us all out. So, you know, they'll be using the traditional hydrocarbons while we'll be stuck with this these dystopian systems that don't work um yeah i don't know your, your further thoughts ruckus that, that, what you just said about pricing out that's actually very interesting because you know there was another expert here who who's like all uh i say expert but like one of these pro oh save the planet people uh this was the aviation environment federation's policy director kate hewitt who said something similar to the other lady uh, she says, uh, quote, the idea that this flight somehow gets us closer to guilt-free flying is a joke. SAF represents around 0.1% of aviation fuel globally and will be very hard to scale up sustainably. And quote, she accused the aviation industry of pushing a misleading narrative and said, quote, hopefully we'll have better technological solutions in the future. But for now, the only way to cut CO2 from aviation is to fly less, end quote. So, um, yeah, obviously, 
these these moves from the governments to try to satiate the the climate agenda pushers, the grassroots people who truly believe that if we don't do something now, we're all going to die or whatever, the Greta Thunbergs of the world, right? Uh, they're all learning. And Greta Thunberg was one of the early ones to realize, oh, they're just lying. They're, this is just a sham. It's all greenwashing. What's not important is saving the planet, Harvori. What's important to these people, the regulators, the governments, is to cut a nice fat paycheck to their buddies in, you know, industry, businesses, private partnerships, you see. Yeah, and I, I've had on the broadcast, I think last year, people can check the archive, the petroleum expert Art Berman, and I recently listened to uh, a speed, uh, a lecture he gave, I think in September uh, at a university, and I think it's worth watching. I posted it on my socials, my telegram, and I, I, you know, I might not completely agree with him, but he might be on to something. I don't know. He's saying that nothing's going to replace hydrocarbons at all. all. None of this stuff that we're talking about, it's all a sham. Uh, and he says, like, the only it's, it's a population issue and that less energy needs to be used. Again, I'm not saying I agree with it, but again, something to be thinking about. And uh, Stanley Johnson, there was a clip, I don't know from when this clip was, but Boris Johnson's eugenicist father said that if that means actually some of us are told, well, you can't go on a plane, that's fine. That's part of the national uh, plan. So yeah, that's what's going on. All right, Ruckus, have a wonderful evening. We got Terry Wolf coming up right after this. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travellers from terrorists, hijackers or violent drunks or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform, that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans. That's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, we are joined with Terry Wolf. Um, as as usual on Tuesdays, our man in Manitoba, wolfpox.com. He's got a number of books you can check out. He's been uh, literally seen by millions on TikTok before they started deplatforming him what's up terry thanks for having me back on it is uh it's good to be back and there is plenty to talk about lots to talk about uh i just finished publishing a couple of things on my Substack, winter christian uh Substack. uh I, I keep getting questions from people when i talk to them i i do a lot of 
discussion with Christians who are concerned about the state of the world, obviously. And uh, one of the things they're always asking about is how do we serve the kingdom of God, not just, uh, you know, my local community, not just, you know, my family, but what is this idea of the kingdom of God and what are we supposed to do? And to me, that's a big topic. So I wanted to make some posts directly ask, answering that question and what it means to me. And I think as I've gotten older, I've started to get a little bit of insight into uh, what that means. And so I'm, I'm doing a series of articles and it will tie into the concept of the winter Christian. It's called winter Christian, uh, but I haven't really explained what that means to me. And so I'm going to be digging a lot deeper into what it means. And it basically has to do with how to how to try to make a positive difference in the world as it is today. For as bad as things get and as bad as things will continue to get, how do we push things forward and, and not lose hope and not despair and not just crawl up in a ball and say, you know, there's nothing we can do. And and there's a lot of questions around where to go from there. So uh, people are liking it and uh, I don't want to keep it as a series that I'm doing on there. It struck a chord with me and you um, basically uh, put in words some uh, of the feelings and ideas uh, I've had um, recently and over the years. And, it, you know, you, you write that, you know, when you talk about service, you know, if you're a Christian, you can look at it from that perspective, even for people who aren't Christians, but trying to do good. And it's sure. I think it's one of your points is it's really mundane. You know, you said for for you, it took getting older to figure out what serving the, the kingdom was about when you were young. Uh, you know, you had different ideas. And I just remember when I was a teenager, I was, um, you know, getting a big fan of all this, you know, anti-war uh, NGOs like Amnesty International. I joined the Peace Corps. I thought I was going to go to Mongolia and, uh, you know, as a 20-year-old, save Mongolia, save the world. And then you get right, yeah. disillusioned. I got totally disillusioned, especially when I learned about you know, a lot, of, a lot of the NGOs are being uh, basically CIA fronts and doing all this insane, or the fact that, you know, uh, I'm recalling that it costs American taxpayers about $35,000 a year at minimum for uh, Peace Corps volunteers. Meanwhile, there were for former Peace Corps volunteers who saw the, how that was ridiculous. And they started one NGO in Africa where they, they figured it out where it only costs like something like $10,000 a year to equip and, and and to have a local African volunteer do the same sort of work. Uh, and so, you know, there are mm. a lot of illusions that are d dissolved. And um, I think it's just, you know, mundane. You know, it's basically baby steps, like the Bill Murray film from the 90s. I forget the title of it, but baby steps, baby steps. And I think we should gl glory in the mundane, you know, just have being an average person, doing your, you know, maybe working class job, um, coming back, you know, doing what you can in the workplace, in, in your community, just li little things, no? I think there's a collective effect that is much greater than having a handful of heroes trying to save the world. And that's what it's actually about, is that if me and you and people who are listening do something every day, a lot of it is about exposing lies, which is what we're doing here on TNT Radio. If people are listening and they hear something that that they didn't realize before and you could share that with somebody else, 
information and knowledge and these things are uh valuable contributions and they they change people's minds we've seen it since the, the pandemic that people have woken up so to speak but a lot of the things they're waking up to have some lies in it there's a lot of falseness in the truth movement so to say so to speak and so that that's sort of where i'm going with this whole thing is that um you can just be a normal person not have a huge platform just do your own life but the collective effect is big and it creates a pressure at the grassroots and that's why they're panicking that's why they have to scramble to try to censor everything and create digital ids and all the things we're going to talk about today yeah and um you know just what comes to mind is um one of my past podcast guests from uk column alex thompson said practice saying no to petty tyranny but also you know practice saying yes to you know good work good deeds um you know loving your neighbors your even your enemies and so uh again people can go to winterchristian.substack.com to read your latest pieces and and again very you know you hit the nail on the head again i've 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 come over the years to these same conclusions you know when you're young you are uh you've got arrogance and pride and you want to do so much and getting older it's just like i just look back on my younger self i'm like just sh i'm just shaking <laughs> shaking my uh my head and you say you know you have some bullet points do not try to accomplish much while you're young again i think that has to be taken into context um you say uh look for it and you know whether you're doing a big project or just getting by you have influence i think that's a key point a lot of people who maybe don't have a certain amount of followers just are, get get um have this attitude of uh you know they give up but uh you know you say never stop being a student and and uh, a support and just keep doing it if you if, if you you know keep working at it and you see we are all secret agents uh and I think that's also uh important but the good good type of a secret uh, agent I, I'm not a CIA agent or a <laughs> FSB agent or whatever uh all right we're gonna jump to our headlines real quick theory TNT radio news bring the news for TNT radio news this is James O'Neill a fragile truce between Israel and Hamas held for a fifth day Tuesday as the terrorist group released more hostages to delay the expected resumption of the war. A court in Moscow on Tuesday extended the detention of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, who was arrested on espionage charges until January 30th. South Korea's defense ministry said on Monday that North Korea has begun rebuilding guard posts and deploying firearms along the border as tensions rise following the North's recent spy satellite launch. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio, free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk, this is TNT Radio. So there's a lot to talk about, uh, Terry, but I thought we'd start with one of the points you brought up, the mushroom 
church. It was a clip I got from you, which I shared on Telegram. Very brief clip, but it showed people in like something which resembled the church, and they literally had mushrooms, which they were creating sound from. And it actually said, you know, mushroom church. And it's, you know, what we've been talking about, this new world religion, this new age uh, satanic occult theosophy. I, you know, I'm starting to see here and there sometimes some of the alt media writing articles, which one was recently written about, trying to say, whoa, 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 you know, don't lump everything together. All this new age and occult, it's not all bad. You know, there's Christians out there painting it all as um, anti-Christian and all this. And uh, I think it's starting to hit a, a nerve and uh, j just to add as well i subscribe to john perkins the economic hitman's newsletter i've interviewed him here on the show on my podcast and he recently uh he's participating in something and he sent out this in his newsletter today where he invites you to the shamanic and alchemical mystery school global gathering um and i'll just read some of the bullet points it says we're living in the great mystery of these times um, students or initiates would learn about the inherent divinity within each and every person, how to open the lines of communication with our guides and angels, power animals and the forces of nature from a biblical perspective. That sounds like ch um, channeling uh, <laughs> demons or something. Uh, working with the energetics of the earth to manifest how to tell what will happen in the future is of course yeah you got to manifest yeah D yeah divination it says oracular and divinatory training the bible says not to participate in that and they also they literally say how to channel how to channel and allow the sacred intelligence of the cosmos to flow through us that's like literally channeling um demons and it, it they even included a quote from marianne williamson if people recall she was a u.s presidential candidate who is very much like um into the new age so your, your your thoughts on some of this and uh you know things like the mushroom church yeah the, i mean shamanic alchemical mystery school we're just right back in the dark ages we're back in the 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 pagan uh occult and it's happening in the modern time if you don't take it seriously if you don't think this is a real thing um i feel sorry for you because you're you're missing the war this is this is it you know you thought it was going to be atheism and no spirituality materialism forever no they can switch the other way too they can go into full occultism uh, shamans and white magic there's good witches you know they're not all bad don't lump us all together uh, this mushroom church thing is you see video of people sitting in pews and at the top at, at the front of the building instead of a, a preacher reading from the bible or whatever religion you have and, and giving some traditional message there's literally mushrooms that they plug electrodes into and the, and they because they say it's giving off frequencies and they're playing just loud frequencies throughout there and these people are closing their eyes they're meditating they're connecting spiritually with fungus and they're saying that this is you know this revelation because uh you know i'm tying this in in my mind with joe rogan's recent guests where he's talking about mushrooms being the most ancient form of life and of course there's magic mushrooms and the whole idea that they open your third eye and you can have these transcendent experiences from mushrooms and so it's not actually i mean it is crazy but it they're set they're paving the way for this to be normalized into frequencies uh 
ancient wisdom. You know, people have always used mushrooms for spiritual experiences, but now we have the science to see the frequencies that tie into the quantum physics of how our consciousness works and manifesting. It's all going to tie together. You can see it converging in front of your eyes, and that's what makes it uh, frightening, hilarious, uh, stupid, but also to me, I almost felt sick when I saw it. You know, people sitting in a church, essentially worshiping fungus. And this is how bankrupted our society is. Uh, just a mockery. The entire world is laughing at us for being at this state of, of, of spiritual bankruptcy. And, I, you know, we've talked about this before. I think this is their goal. Um, it's not atheism. It's the, the, some type of deism. Again, uh, Christ consciousness. Uh, over the weekend, I was catching up, catching up on some news, and there's the British podcaster James Dellingpole, who recently interviewed David Icke, and there's been a spat there. Uh, I don't know if people saw that, but, um, you know, he invited Icke. He hasn't released the talk. It was an in-person talk. And then he started talking behind his back in the Telegram channel against David Icke. And, you know, James Dellingpole says he's a Christian. Um, you know, I think also what he did with Icke was not fully Christian-like uh, respect. But Icke and his response um, was, you know, between, you know, he was sort of creating two groups of Christians. But, um, he, you know, he, he was in his response, people can go look at it, talking about, some of his anti-christian beliefs which i would call them about you know we're all one christ consciousness type of stuff and so um yeah you know this is being discussed now just look at that example of last week james dellingpole and david ike talking about sort of what we're discussing and i think dellingpole was irked that um ike didn't answer the questions the way that he wanted and he also later said that he's he's this bad new age influence i would agree with that but I would still, I don't know, I'd still give a certain respect to, you know, all these different um, people and re re release the discussion. So um, if, if you don't have any other further thoughts on that, but also, you know, the, the meat stuff, the FAO. And I think that's also kind of linked to this as well, because of this new spirituality, we're all one. Uh, we should treat the animals uh, differently and eat, eat, eat less of them or don't eat them at all. Uh, so forth. But it seems like they're really pushing this hard now, uh, Terry. The FAO, I've visited their diabolical headquarters in Rome uh, about 15 years ago, and they're pushing, they're saying now in the West, we should decrease meat consumption. Meanwhile, in, in uh, Europe now, they're openly discussing how they're going to ban, effectively ban old vehicles. So your only option will be drive an EV or, you know, take a walk. This is exactly just exactly literally the playbook that i talked about years ago which was called back then climate lockdowns you know restricting meat restricting car usage uh reducing oil consumption and just you know shutting down the industries shutting down livestock production destroying farms they used to talk about that in the context of climate lockdowns i raised an alarm about that it, it went super viral um, you know, other people picked it up and that's what it means to be viral. And, you know, I think I got that from Mark Morano originally. And so, you know, the thing spread around and now they don't talk about climate lockdowns, but you're just seeing the individual policies being pushed through in a, as if they're not related. But if you know the agenda, which goes back, obviously, like you said, it goes back to these 
old organizations in the 60s already talking about limits to growth and all these plans to curb human consumption, deindustrialize, and push through sort of this communist subsistence living, this new feudalism, this new dark age. It is connected because it's all about blaming you, making you feel guilty for wanting to have meat, wanting to have air. I mean, we're carbon creatures. We breathe carbon dioxide out when we breathe. So it's like we're creating, we're killing the world by living. And uh, and that ties in with this new set of morals, this new spirituality that they need a religious sort of covering for, you know, right? That it's at some point it's not they're not the studies aren't going to be enough. There's not going to be enough science to back up what they're saying because it never makes sense what they're saying scientifically. But what can they do? They can get you to believe spiritually, ideologically into something, and then that they can push as far as they want. And there's going to be a green priesthood that's going to basically call for the death of humanity, like they're basically doing. Bill Gates and these guys, technocrats, are already doing. So yeah, the and COP28 is like happening right now too, right? So that's the climate conference where they're getting all the rich billionaires and philanthropists and NGOs together to talk about how to implement these crazy policies. That, and, and I just would say one last thing. I've said this before, and I'll always point it out when we're talking about this. I believe it's First Timothy uh, chapter 4. If you believe the Bible, it, it says very directly, I'll just read it, it says, the Spirit expressly states that in the later times, people will depart from the faith, they will depart, devote themselves to deceiving spirits and the teachings of demons, and it says uh, they will try to forbid marriage, which is about limiting population growth, and forbidding foods, banning certain foods. And so if you believe in that, I think that's what we're seeing. The green agenda is, is a fulfillment of what we're seeing warned about way back here, and it says it's going to be the later times um, and that and that's the agenda right now. And and then maybe you know to also move to, if we move, advance further along this path, the the digital you know the algorithm, the ghetto, which will be the how they're going to force us into doing it's a control grid. Yeah, this yeah. And there was just I, I already mentioned just a slew of news, um, you know, in Russia. I'm joking. Uh, in in Russia, you don't go to Gulag. Gulag goes to you. Russia considers multiplying the size of its face surveillance network. Again, talked about this before. Uh, you know, put no, there's no resistance. All nations and world leaders pretty much are more or less on with this program. Vietnam now says scanning your eyeball will be a requirement for enrolling in the digital ID scheme uh totally mm. not a surprise in ireland you know they're saying oh look because of the riots we need facial recognition right how many people have been saying james Lindsay and others you know they're letting the law all this um shoplifting that's going on and riots because that's going to be the pretext to bring in the algorithm ghetto the social credit system the facial recognition the ai and so they won't need to lock down stuff because you know if, if, if once they have the system installed uh, and then you try to steal something, you know, they're, they're just going to go straight to your house and, and then, then they will arrest you. They're going to go to your house, send authorities there, or, you know, they, they will digitally fine you 
um, that sort of thing once this system is up and running. So your, your thoughts on um, some of these developments? Yeah, the the pace at which this is happening in around the world is, I mean, it's not surprising to me, but it should be surprising to those who haven't been paying close attention to this, that Russia is suddenly doing this. I found that interesting because um, I saw a story just a little while ago about Russia putting the meta spokesperson, Andy Stone, on a wanted list, calling him a, a terrorist. Um, Facebook, you know, renamed itself Meta, and it's been called a terrorist organization, according to Russia. And I thought that was because they were pushing back against surveillance and the fact that Meta was a DARPA front and it's a it's a government agency, basically. And uh, and yet they're doing this. So I guess it's just they want to have the control and, and all these countries are just fighting for their own you know, front companies to be the ones who do this stuff. So China wants to have its front companies running its surveillance programs. They don't want the United States to have the data. So this is a fight over who gets to have the data, not whether people get to have, you know, liberty, which nobody wants, I guess. None of them want. Yeah, I think it's precisely that they want, you know, Russia wants to have its own version of the algorithm ghetto, China, its own the west its own it's these different blocks which are uh separating um you know the, people can research the splinter net uh, which has been talked about for years how the internet's going to splinter uh a la you know george george orwell 1984 you know the, the two or three blocks constantly fighting each other so um we're, we're gonna jump to our break the website is wolfpox.com we welcome phone Calls will be right back. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Last week, Donald Trump took to Truth Social to spell out why he believes it's imperative that voters pull the lever for him over Joe Biden in a little less than a year from now. The stakes in this election could not be higher. Next November, you have a choice between war, poverty, and weakness under crooked Joe Biden or peace, prosperity, and strength under President Donald J. Trump. Just three years ago, our economy was booming, the world was safe, and America was strong. And now? Under crooked Joe Biden, the economy is in a shambles and the world is going up in flames. Real incomes have gone down by $7,400 per family. Under crooked Joe, gas prices are four, five, six, and $7 a gallon. Cumulative inflation is nearly 20%, and mortgage rates are pushing a brutal 7%, 8%, 9%, 10%, and you can't get the money. And that's not the worst part. We have war in Europe, we have wars in the Middle East, and we are stumbling into World War III. That's what's going to happen with this leadership, because they don't know what they're doing. The contrast could not be more stark. And all of what you just heard couldn't be more true. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT Radio Vision. The Kids Cancer Project funds vital research into childhood cancers. And you fund the Kids Cancer Project. Funding research means giving children back their lives. And who knows what kids with cancer could grow up to do? The Kids Cancer Project. Survival starts with science. Donate now. The Kids Cancer Project. 
Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio TNT. It's our final segment with Terry Wolf, wolfpox.com. Uh, check out his books, Fire in the Rabbit Hole. Maybe everyone is wrong, his substack. And I, I, Terry, I wanted to get your reaction to this quote from a legal man who I've had on the program. Uh, he calls himself cyanide pilled. And I'm kind of like that. I think you are to some degree. He says, quote, so many people are so brainwashed by Hollywood movies showing dystopian futures, but that still have some resistance group operating and about to win that is fantasy once the real electronic prison is implemented there isn't going to be any hollywood resistance possible um you know he might not be entirely true when you think about the the movies you know they totally exaggerate um you know if, if we do if we look back in history when there has been tyranny um there have been small pockets of resistance movements, but I think if you compare it to the movies, nothing like that. Just people sort of surviving on the outskirts and whatnot. <laughs> what was your reaction to Legal Man's comment there? I mean, I don't mind the the thrust of it. I, I think that that's a good uh, point that we should resist it now before it's too late. Instead of uh, later on, once it's already in place, and then say, "Well, you know, I know how this goes. There's going to be a hero. Batman's going to save me." It's like you know, you can't do that. So now is the time to raise your voice. I think that's his point, And I think that's well taken. And I, I that's why we're doing it, what we're doing right now. And, and I'm not hoping for somebody to come in and, and uh, you know, break the system and hack the matrix and stuff like that. Once it comes in, it's going to be brutal at that point, and we'll be lucky to survive. And, and even if not for your own sake, for the sake of everyone else, you know, resist now, and uh, maybe we can extend the deadline a little bit, at least. Yeah, and you know, I don't have a problem calling myself I, 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 whatever pill. Uh, I'm all the pills. I'm black pilled, cyanide pilled, and also white pilled because I believe you know God wins, but the, the white yeah. pill is Jesus Christ, right? And but uh, my my point here is, and I have always been like this legal man's method, where people would say it's black pilled, but for me, that's always been my way of red pilling or white pilling people is to accentuate the extreme danger you know what he's for example what he's saying that you know once the concentration camps comes in we're all dead we're all gonna die and that may or may not be true might be an exaggeration but it's like you <clears throat> exaggerate it to get people to do something now it's like look people <laughs> it's it's really bad do do something and so that's sort of been the I, way that i've i've sort of uh, you know my, my method for the past 20 years and to get your thoughts maybe on the again the COVID stuff there's reports again saying it's like you know 2019 all over uh again December 2019 um China you know flu-like thing affecting kids now now it's in the Netherlands Mexican newspapers here are talking about it like oh is it going to sprout up in Mexico and I'm just you know I'm I, I flat out said I'm I, I've learned I'm thinking about the lessons I learned um, the last three years, and I am not at all, you know, I'm not doing this again. I, I, I might do things more diplomatically, more stra stra strategically when it comes battling uh, mandates, but your your thoughts are on COVID-1984 forever. Yeah, I might have to consult my shaman and alchemical mystery school uh, experts and, and find out what they tell me, but no, I'm you know, I, I think this is a, a naked power grab again. That's that's what these things are. 
Um, if they do release real bioweapons, then, you know, that sucks for us. But um, the, the preparation, the psychological preparation for this, I mean, you can just see it coming. It's like, we're warning you, there's a thing in China now. Uh, get ready to not have any freedoms, you know, next year when the election happens. Big surprise. The polling stations will be closed. You'll have to do mail-in ballot. Like, we know how that played out last time. So I would tie it in, too. I have no idea if this how serious this is, but I've heard people ask me about it. Mystery and fatal dog respiratory illness now reported in 14 states. That's just from uh, today or yesterday. Uh, 14 different states are talking about a respiratory illness that's killing dogs all over America. And nobody knows why. Um, th there's some different symptoms. It's like a pneumonia-like thing. And so the question, and it's coming from essentially the West Coast, which, you know, it's sort of spreading eastward, I guess. Um, we know that they hate dogs. We know that they want to get rid of people's pets. Uh, that's a carbon footprint again. So again, like restricting meat. Dog food is made out of a lot of animal byproducts. So they have to... It supports farmers. It makes it so that farmers who have animal byproducts can sell that for dog food and then they can get by. Well, since that's a source of income for farmers and they want to get rid of farmers, let's just get rid of dogs and dog food. And so what is this thing? If it's real, if they are, dogs do start dying all over the place, could be some sort of uh, manufactured thing. If anyone has any insight into that, I would love to uh, hear about it if you can uh, contact me, uh, because this is the kind of thing I, I, I try to stay on top of, but, uh, whether it's human dog, bird, bats, whatever they call it, um, until I actually see the results and we start getting firsthand testimony from people, I'm not scared of it. And I think they're just going to want to implement control measures on the back of it. Yeah. The point here isn't about being afraid. I you know we're not afraid. The point is, um, if they're going to use that as the pretext to lock us down again, they might try initially put these reports out, and then you know we, we've um, we know what they did during COVID. They they use the geolocation, social media. They've got this surveillance system to quantify right. people's what pe people's reaction would be, the contact tracing and everything, so they can kind of estimate. Uh, you know, if they try to um, start putting it out there, they're going to see. Are we going to have much pushback or no? Oh, it doesn't seem like. Let's keep, <laughs> let's roll with it. If they sure, start yeah. to detect in their systems, like, oh, no, no, we've got a critical mass here. Um, abort, abort, <laughs> abort mission. The lockdown's based, at least uh -huh. in Canada, the lockdown's basically ended solely because of the trucker convoy. Like it was, it was when there was sufficient pressure, they backed down. And it was like, because they had no way of winning there because it looked bad no matter what they did. And so, I know that's a lesson to be learned. If we can resist now, then they might not push it as far. And and so there's a certain amount of vigilance that actually is effective. That's why you can't be totally blackpilled. I would also say that, um, or defeatist, I guess I should say, but I would also say, I, I just saw a study the other day of uh, CDC put out a report saying that there's over 30,000 more babies born, being born each year because of the banning of abortion, um, the, the criminalizing of abortion in some of these cases, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, 
Like that's a legal step in the real world that actually happens. Now you have 30,000 more babies born every year that aren't being aborted. To me, that's something to celebrate. It's not all just defeat after defeat. There's interesting victories that can happen on the legal front, financially, uh, and then activism, pushing back and raising awareness. I think what's happening in Israel right now, there's a lot of craziness, a lot of lying, but people are being aware they're questioning in real time and so it's they're not they're not being able to sell it as well right now the international community is trying to push a certain narrative people are resisting and that creates um they have to be more careful what they say because they're going to get exposed in real time a lot faster and that's important like we can everyone can participate in that i think i was discussing yesterday i think it was with the ruckus uh danielle premier danielle Smith and Alberta um, invoking some sovereignty clause about um, re, uh, rejecting tyrannical man mandates from Ottawa. I don't know uh, yeah, you... Alberta. Alberta has been pushing back. That premier that we have there is is very cool. She's pushing back very hard legally and limiting the federal government, limiting what Trudeau can do. She's promised to basically uh, charge and arrest federal agents if they come in to try to shut down farmers and grab guns and all these types of things. And so she is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen her mess up once yet. She's a hero of Canada um, and leading the way. I wish more provinces would follow her example. Yeah, and other news reports that, you know, Estonia and Slovakia said they're going to reject certain WHO, IHR, uh, totalitarian amendments. Again, who knows? And New Zealand, again, Cryptogon, shout out to Cryptogon, Cryptogon uh, blog, which I followed for like two decades. Um, it's run by an American who's an international rela relations graduate like myself, I think from California. He married a New Zealander and then uh, bugged out to New Zealand where he's been homesteading basically for like two decades, runs the blog. Um, and he was, uh, you know, it's something to hear him say that what's happening in New Zealand maybe. Yeah, it's also some good news, some pushback with the government that they got in now in, in New Zealand that is pro-sovereignty. But again, uh, who knows? And just got a minute and a half left. Um, you know, you also brought up the cost of living uh, on your Telegram channel. You said that I often think about how our overlords treat human life as a game that has to be kept in check. Uh, the story is outrageous. Uh, MSNBC host claims Americans can afford to pay more as cost of living soars because of the money they saved during the COVID lockdowns. I mean, these people have lost the plot. Uh, about a minute left, you know, final thoughts, uh, Terry. Yeah, that story, um, I've thought about it so many times because it's not a new story, but it is so relevant, you know, every year. And uh, I think it was two years ago that that came out. That was the NBC host who said it was a dirty little secret with a big smirk on her face that households can afford the cost of living explosion. And it's only gotten so much worse since then. It just shows their inhumanity. They love it that people are suffering. And in Canada, they have made assisted dying for if your you know life gets bad enough. And, and that's the Canadian solution to the cost of living crisis, I guess. So um, that's their attitude. Yeah, sign up to have your um, video, your, your, your player, deleted um for sure <laughs> crazy yeah. 
All right, always great chat. Terry, wolfpox.com is your HQ where everyone can find your books, your stuff, your streams, your Substack. Uh, I look forward to chatting next week.